This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, February 10th, brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. SGMA to fallow 900,000 plus acres. California plans to dump stored water. Making the case for WOTUS and USDA finalizing climate contracts. PPIC nearly doubles SGMA fallowing projection. The Public Policy Institute of California has revised a 2019 impact estimate for implementing the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. New data paints a more granular picture of the effects. Without investing in new water supplies and improving water trading, San Joaquin Valley farmers will face at least 900,000 acres of permanent fallowing by 2040. The valley will lose nearly 50,000 jobs, and its economic activity will drop more than 2%. Remember, PPIC initially estimated 500 to 750,000 acres of productive farmland would go fallow. The following year, UC Berkeley professor David Sundling projected up to a million acres and 85,000 jobs would be lost each year, raising the unemployment rate an additional 4%. Valley braces for massive loss to water storage. A consortium of Valley water interests known as the Water Blueprint fears the state will release up to 800,000 acre-feet of water this month from reservoirs. That's enough to supply the city of Los Angeles for an entire year. A state water board regulation is triggering greater outflow requirements for the Delta. Early estimates project the state will lose at least 350,000 acre-feet in stored water due to the environmental regulation. The state water project will shoulder the greatest loss, although the Central Valley project will bear impact as well. According to the Blueprint Coalition, the 1999 regulation, quote, is yet another antiquated calendar-based limit that isn't taking into account prior drought and storage conditions, the best science, real-time river conditions, and attempting to balance beneficial uses in real time. Regan defends WOTUS rule as legally sound. EPA Administrator Michael Regan is pushing back on criticism of the Biden administration's new waters of the U.S. rule. In an interview with AgriPulse, Regan says the rule will protect wetlands and other features left vulnerable under the Trump administration's previous rule while preserving longstanding exemptions for normal farming practices. Speaking from Kansas, where he was visiting a farm and announcing a local school board's receipt of electric buses, Regan said he disagreed completely with witnesses at a House hearing this week who said the rule expanded EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers' authority. Regan said it may be an expansion of what the Trump administration had in place, but the Trump administration's rule did nothing to preserve some of the precious Pocosins and wetlands in my home state of California. Pocosins are a type of wetland. He said, I will contend that the rule that we have put forward is a very durable rule, very legally sound. Now take note. Regan didn't directly answer when asked whether he had consulted with agency lawyers about whether to delay the effective date of the rule until a Supreme Court issues its Sackett decision. 
we completed the rule so that the Supreme Court would be able to reference an updated rule that is more reflective of the pragmatism for how we can protect clean water, but also provide the ag industry the flexibilities they need to help us with our food, our fuel, and fiber for the country. We'll wait patiently to see how the court rules, and we will govern ourselves accordingly, Regan said. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Rommel AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Robo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. USDA set to announce first climate smart contracts. U.S. Department of Agriculture is close to finalizing the first contracts that will be funded under the $3 billion Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities Initiative. That, according to Robert Bonney, USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation. Bonney was on Capitol Hill yesterday to testify before the Senate Ag Committee. Bonney says USDA has had to address issues related to environmental reviews and the frequency of USDA reimbursement for project costs. During the hearing, Bonney told Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa he had no plans to use USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation authority to expand the Climate Smart Commodities Initiative or to fund any other new programs. Some equity proposals may need Farm Bill action. Deputy Agriculture Secretary Jill Bronow says she expects USDA's Equity Commission to finalize a set of recommendations to the department in short order. The panel approved nearly three dozen recommendations last week addressing the diversity of county committees and other issues. Some of the proposals, quote, we need to respond to immediately, Bronow told AgriPulse newsmakers. Others will require congressional action and perhaps farm bill actions. This week's Newsmaker Show will be available today at agripulse.com. House Ag adds four Democrats. The House Agriculture Committee has finalized a full slate of 24 Democratic members after four of those received the necessary waivers to join the panel. The newest members who have all served on the committee previously are Representative Salud Carbajal of California, Angie Craig of Minnesota, Shelley Pingree of Maine, and Darren Soto of Florida. All four needed waivers from the Democratic Steering and Policy Committee to get on ag while staying on other committees. Delegate uh, Stacy Plaskett of the Virgin Islands leaving the committee. By the way, uh, Representative Craig was the victim of an attack at her D.C. apartment building yesterday morning. She was bruised but otherwise okay, that according to her staff. States seek heat protection for workers. Seven states representing nearly one-third of the U.S. population are asking the Occupational Safety and Health Administration to issue an emergency heat standard by May 1, that to protect farm workers and other laborers. 
extreme workplace heat poses a grave danger to the health and safety of tens of millions of outdoor and indoor workers in our states and across the nation. The attorneys general of New York, California, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania said in their petition. Acute kidney injuries resulting from heat strain and dehydration have been documented in agriculture workers in the United States, including California and Florida, the petition said. Now, keep in mind, OSHA began the process of considering whether to issue a proposed heat standard over a year ago. Public Citizen petitioned for an emergency standard last year, but the agency has not responded. Well, here's today's She Said It. This is about making change, so we cannot stop now. That Deputy Secretary Jill Bronow speaking on AgriPulse Newsmakers about the future of the USDA's Equity Commission. Here's a correction. Yesterday's Daybreak West mischaracterized the Organic Trade Association's policy on modifying the Organic Foods Production Act. The group wants Congress to require the organic standards be reviewed and updated regularly. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, February 10th. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.